Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray. And folks, we are broadcasting from inside of Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you are looking for a better banking experience for your business, one that is, does not involve getting mega banked, you know what I mean by that, I think, if you're a customer of one of those big, big, ugly banks, Renaissance Bank, I think, is big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but they're small enough to do it in a personal way. And I know this from my own experience. So if that's what you're looking for in a bank, Go to renaissancebank.com, find their local office, and give them a call. And I think you'll be glad that you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. Now I want to welcome Pepe Fundora. Pepe is the owner of Cork and Glass and co-owner of Casa Nueva Italian Restaurant. It's easy for me to say, Pepe. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing very well, sir. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. That first interview of Monday morning. That's what That's, that gets you, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about you and how you're serving, folks. We know it involves good food and wine. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I was born and raised into the restaurant business. My dad was a restaurant tour in Atlanta since 1974. And of course, our current location, Casanova, Next uh, February, we'll be celebrating 25 years of being open as a business, and it's very graceful to, to see that, that when I was a kid, seeing people, and now I am uh, helping them pick out what wine to go with their food, mm-hmm. or um, you know, they're going to a different part of the world, what wine should they try there, what food experiences should they enjoy, so it's it's a real humbling experience to to be a part of that, to have people see me grow up and now they're seeking me for for wine advice for food advice and then also seeing kids grow up in our local community as well there's kids that come in that love to see myself or mom and they get excited they're now going to eat their mozzarella marinara or i've now seen them grow up they they want to eat a veal parmesan Mm. so it's it's a it's a big honor to uh to be able to do that and growing up in the restaurant business i actually i didn't want to be a part of it I really? wanted to get out. I wanted, got my degree in electrical engineering. I wanted to be done. I didn't want to be a part of it. And it's just funny how just life works out. Yeah. So, well, say more on that. So yeah. where, where was the change? I assume you worked in the business all I did. those years so, as you grew up. So Growing up on the weekends. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a lot of core things that I, my parents were teaching me that, of course, I didn't see myself at that time. When you're a teenager working, you're like, oh. I don't want to do this or, oh, mom and dad are making me do this. Oh my gosh. But <laughs> which, which makes it worth nothing, right? Okay. <laughs> in, in your own mind. I mean, you're, you're thinking, oh, I'm ignoring all that, right? But it, it definitely, I mean, they were teaching me life skills of money management, responsibility, um, work ethic. And those are things that you just, you don't necessarily learn in school. You have to learn in, in life experience. And um, I went and got, my degree in electrical engineering from Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all of you out there, don't hold that against me. It's a, it's actually a really good school, I promise. <laughs> um, and I started working at NCR. So once I got that big boy, quote unquote, job, uh, I still came in on the weekends when mom and dad needed help. But I said, you know, I'm, I have this career and I'm going to do this. And uh, once they bought out um, 
my gosh, it was Radiant Systems. It was okay. back at the end of 2012. Mm-hmm. And then they had an excess of employees, and I call it trim the fat, first in, or last in, first out. Mm-hmm. They said, thank you so much for your time. Goodbye. And yep. that was January of 2013, and I kind of freaked out. I had a mortgage under my, my name, I, you know, all these bills. And mm-hmm. my parents said, well, why don't you work with us till you figure out your life? I mean, you've been here, and uh, we'll, you know, go from there. And I haven't looked back. Um, and that's just kind of what sparked off into me being in the restaurant and more heavily involved in the kitchen and the cooking and, uh, looking at the wine aspect and all that. So it's, it's been a a real big honor, like I said, to, uh, to see that transition and how life just has a great way of working out. Well, everything belongs, I think in a way in life, you got some experience out of that, uh, education and time in corporate that informs what you do today, I would think, right? Yeah, for me, the and nothing's wrong with the corporate structure. It's just that just didn't work for me. I was always used to going to one person and saying, can we do this or this is the solution to the problem? And then that one person was the decision maker and then that was it. And then my experience in the corporate world, there was many layers to that onion that it took six, eight, ten weeks for me to get a final yes or no. Mm. And that was just like, I thought a waste of time sometimes Yeah, where it's, it's an oppressing matter, but you have to get everyone's approval and, but it's a time sensitive project. So it's kind of like a, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I, it, it didn't necessarily work out that well for me. I always struggle with my manager. I'm like, can we move forward with this project? Can we like, I, I don't want to sit here and twiddle my thumbs. I'm not a person to, and maybe that's the side that I learned from my parents is that fast pace environment where i go 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 or hey can we do this yes okay and then boom we can do it or no okay got it not gonna do it (laughs) well clarity is a good thing absolutely either yes or no is a good thing and 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 that really is where you have to be in a business right i mean a small business where you have to make decisions oh absolutely yes sir and go oh yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so uh, sadly, your father passed away a year ago. He did. Uh, yeah, this past Saturday was, um, you know, a difficult day for all of us. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's a difficult day every day, but it's, yeah. it's something that he always mentioned that it's a part of life. There will be one day I'm not here, and you have to go on. You have mm-hmm. to keep moving forward. Um, when he lost his parents, you know, uh, it was just the same thing. I would look at him, and he would grieve and cry and, and that, but I just said, how can you just not? pause and feel like he's like my life is crushed Mm -hmm. but i have to move forward Mm -hmm. i can't just stop like the world's not going to stop because my mom or my dad passed away Mm -hmm. i have to keep moving and i've lived as much of my life as i can with them so i don't need to necessarily worry it's all those great memories that we've created over time and i have those to cherish and so that just i think was like life advice way in advance of what he was trying to say that when his time came it's going to be okay and you are carrying out his legacy, it oh, seems yes. to me, in just uh, coming in every day and making sure that uh, there are still customers with happy smiles on their faces when they leave uh, Casanova, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's um, that same quality of food. Uh, our farm is still going strong. I mean, that's something that Dad started 21 years ago, was one acre, and then the next year, another acre we added on, and so on and so forth. 
And he uh, not only became this or was this wonderful chef, but he became this farmer and farming practices that when we would go visit wineries all around the world, some of these techniques that they do to grow in their vineyard, we've actually developed and, and you know brought that over to our farm. You mm. know, so drip irrigation system where we used to, I remember this big project when I was a kid of installing all these sprinklers and PVC piping and tra- you know creating these little trevises to to put all the the piping and everything throughout the whole property and man it was it was a great experience but it wasted a lot of water and so one day we you know found the the drip irrigation system and it just worked out better for us it um less wasteful on water i mean that's just one of the many examples and carrying that on is a big um honor absolutely yeah and speaking of of that and so many accomplishments that your father had over those 25 years uh he received a, a posthumous award he did it was um he was inducted into the georgia restaurant association hall of fame yep yeah yeah that was simply another surprise that we had when uh the georgia restaurant association when they reached out for me being the restaurant manager of the year for the state of georgia mm-hmm. um you, you have to be in the business at least i think they said at 20 plus years uh, to be even qualified to to be in that Hall of Fame. So to have someone that's been in Atlanta for um, as long as he was, I mean, he came to Atlanta and started working in restaurants in 67 and then started his own Alfredo's in 1974. So you can definitely say he he was in the business a long time. <laughs> well, and to last 25 years in the business is a big deal. I mean, oh, the rest, in the restaurant business is a huge deal. As many failures as I mean, there are in restaurant previous industry, previous right. to covid if you were a restaurant and you were still going after three years that that was a big accomplishment mm-hmm. because there's a lot of moving parts in a restaurant that sometimes people think oh it's easy to run a restaurant a restaurant it's like there's just so many moving parts that you have to keep up with it it's i mean it's a big toll and if you don't have the right mindset or the right team to help you continue on it's it it makes things difficult um and then with covid i can definitely tell you it made things even more uh, of an interesting ride, that, mm. needless to say. But uh, we pivoted and adapted and, um, you know, dad's intuition and, you know, my I got to use some of my engineering degree with our like online ordering and all that. It. So that, <laughs> that actually got to, got to uh, pay off a little bit. But uh, yeah, it was just pivoting and adapting. And he always said you have to be able to adapt to time because when he used to run restaurants in the 70s in Atlanta, it was very different than the late nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. It's not the, it wasn't the same. Um, some of it was a little bit easier. Some of it was a little bit more difficult. It, it just depended on the, the situation. I was, I'll always remember he used to tell me he used to get this booklet and like read out credit cards to verify that he would get from American express or visa every really? month oh my to gosh. verify <laughs> that their card was actually valid. Oh, wow. So that's kind of like a change in Atlanta or in the restaurant industry where in the 70s you had to like go through this booklet. And if it wasn't there, yeah. kind of had to tell the guest, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, your credit card's not valid oh, boy. in a very nice way. But it was just because there was no like swiping system that there is today or, right. you know, you get your smartwatch and just tap when you're, you know, clo- yeah. checking out that that was not available back in the 70s. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that was definitely a different day and different time. Uh, Pepe Fandora is with us, folks. He is the co-owner of uh, Casanova Italian Restaurant um, in Alpharetta and Cork and Glass. You also, as you mentioned, um, 
you got an award that same night. Yes. From the Georgia Restaurant Association, Restaurant Manager of the Year. Yes, sir. That must have been quite meaningful to get that award the same night your father was honored. Very, very much. Um, to see that my fellow peers in the industry uh, recognize the hard work that we do. Um, for for me, it's, it, I mean, it's wonderful, but it's also for myself that I'm doing what my dad has taught me. You know, you, you put in your time, you do your hard work and good things will come and you just have to keep going. I mean, my dad being an immigrant, that was always his thing. My dad in a way is part of that American dream that people hear about. He came mm-hmm. to this country with nothing and with hard work, he you know, has a house and a car and tractors for the farm um and so getting that award i mean but it's not just myself that that got that award it's it's the whole team right Mm -hmm. because one person can only do so much but i think a manager or an owner is as strong as they are with the team that they have right and we're very blessed to have the team that we do at the restaurant and at the wine shop that we continue on and there's people that care like we care that they want to see you come in and have a smiling face and as my mom says, the clean plate club, uh, when you have that just completely, you got the last little piece of bread to get that last little That's, bit of sauce on your plate. Absolutely. So it's, um, it's not just for myself, it's for the, for the team. The, the, we're very, like I said, blessed to have a team that, that's been with us for a very long time. And we're one of those rare occasions that, I mean, we don't have that much turnover like other restaurants do. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're very blessed in that. And um, I mean, there's people in the kitchen that have been with us 15, 17, 22, and 25 years. So, wow. Yeah. That's highly unusual in your business. It is. It is. What do you attribute that to? I think I, it's still going back to my, I mean, not just dad, but mom as well. I mean, just having um, the relationship and the, um, I mean, part of it um, that when we looking at new hires, when there is a possibility for a new hire, so we tell them that we feed you every day. That's something that my dad since 1974 has done is that every day we eat together as a family mm. uh, before we open up for dinner service. So uh, each of the different sous chefs or my dad or myself would cook a meal for the entire staff and then we'd, we'd sit down together as a family and eat. And that's not something that's that common in the restaurant world either. You come with your lunch or your meal or you can eat food, but you have to pay for mm-hmm. your meal. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no break for you. I mean, so each restaurant in, in the world, you know, operates a little bit differently, but not many of them feed their staff and you not pay for it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's one of the many attri- attributes that my dad did and why so many people are with us today that, you know, for so long is that we care about our staff. We, we want them. I mean, when you work, if you, you come in and eat and you eat, and you, and you have a full meal, you're a happy person. A full belly is a happy person. So feed the staff, you're going to have happy staff too. Particularly if you eat at Casa Nova, folks. <laughs> you really, you, a full belly really does make you happy <laughs> if does. you've eaten there. <laughs> I can just tell you yeah. that personally. Uh, uh, I want to make sure we talk about cork and glass. Yes. And, and just the origins of cork and glass, why you developed it, why you saw the need there and, yeah. and what that's done for the business overall business yeah yeah so um i mean in that process of working with my parents full-time what really got me into the wine world was uh that year in 2013 
I went out to California. They said, why don't you come with us? You're in our business, uh, but you have to know how we do everything. And when I went out to California, went to Napa Valley, it was 2013 harvest. And I'll never forget, I mean, that whole experience. But we started off at this little winery called Opus One, um, where they had a brand new machine that's called an optic sorter. And To put it simply, it's a machine that analyzes each individual grape to the parameters that you put it in. So big into science. Mm. And having my electrical engineering degree, I'm like, I want to learn more about that. And that just whole experience on how wine was made and why they aged the wine in those type of barrels and for that long and in bottle. And so the, the science and the art side of that is what really triggered to then fast forward to where we are to today is that I've gone down that that wine rabbit hole, and um, you know I've, I'm a certified sommelier through the Court of Master Sommeliers. I'm um, waiting to hear back for the um, Advanced Sommelier exam, which is next year. I mean, there's a big pool of people, so you apply, and hopefully, I get picked to be able to have the opportunity to take that exam. But definitely, wine. I mean, you look at Italian culture and Italian food, um, or European culture for that matter. Wine and food are like hand in hand. Mm. It's it's there together mm. at the dinner table. So as time went on, I didn't see a wine shop that was within our vicinity at the time that offered, and I don't want to call it grocery store wine, but it, it, you know those smaller family-owned and operated wineries that they don't have that much wine to go out to every Kroger, every Publix, um, every Sam's, every Costco. Mm-hmm. So we had those type of wines inside in the restaurant. And then people would ask me, where can I get this? And I'm mm. like, I don't know. I, I just don't know. And then we saw a space vacant to us right next door at the um, restaurant for years. And um, I said, why don't we just put a wine shop there? So the people, when they enjoy the wines here that, that are similar core values as we are, right? Small family owned or um, very hands-on, you can't find those everywhere. Mm-hmm. So why, and people are asking us, why don't we just open up a place next door? And then... Um, some people say I open up at a great time. Other people, um, I, I can say, you know, they, they were looking for this in the, in our neighborhood, in our community. Um, but I opened up in July of 2020, which was not wow. my, I mean, I was trying to open up in March of 2020, but I remember hearing the president talk and saying that, you know, businesses have to close down and you can't have any public interaction. And I'm like, I'm supposed to open in two weeks. <laughs> What do you mean you can know public interaction? What does that also mean for Casanova? Right. Um, so I was had to pivot and postpone, but we opened up, like I said, in July of 2020, and it's been a lot of even more fun ever since, just exposing people to different wines all around the world and um, showing them that, that there's great wines out there that are not expensive, which is a lot of fun. Pepe has guts. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> You can say that's an inherited trait. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think that's that definitely goes in the family. Uh, wow. Um, so you're really offering, uh, in in a nutshell, you're offering uh, wine lovers new opportunities that, that Absolutely. They, they may not even be aware of, right? Yeah. And they can't, certainly, as you mentioned, can't go to big boxes uh, and get, but they, maybe even their local liquor, liquor store, they can't get an informed person to be able to help them with some of these um, uh, really cool uh, boutique wine, wineries. Oh, yes, sir. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the type of experience that 
I mean, similar, I, I opened up the wine shop in that restaurant mentality of servicing the guest and making sure that you get the right wine that you came in looking for. Um, now, how the wine shops laid out is actually by price, because when we opened, I think people were more sensitive to spending money, right? I mean, it's 2020. No one really knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. um, you didn't know if you had a job, if you didn't have a job. So they, we had people approach us saying, I still want to buy wine, but what can I get for like $15, $20 or $20 to $25, where normally they would be spending 40 plus. And mm -hmm. so that was just seeing that. And then when people would come into the wine shop, I mean, we just rearranged very quickly that, you know, it's really done by price. So when you come in, and in a way that's kind of uh, breaking all of the retail rules, but there's not a Cabernet section or there's not a Chardonnay section. There's not a France or an Italy. There's a, here's a price range. And these are the wines that we have available to you that are those boutique, small mom and pop. And then um, exposing people to those newer, small wineries or boutique wineries from different parts of the world. I mean, is through our tastings that we do on Wednesdays and Saturdays. It's a educational tasting and, you come by, we talk to you a little bit about the wines and the food that they go with them and why that happens or why they grow and make the wine the way that they do mm -hmm. in that area. And then you might be quite surprised that you uh, you found a newfound favorite for, for your Monday night or Tuesday night wine. Yeah. what What's the biggest mistake that people make when selecting a wine other than not consulting with you? Uh, I would probably say that's the only mistake. Um <laughs> It's that's really hard. Uh, I would say the biggest mistake would be um, to buy a wine that you have not necessarily tried yet. I think, and that's probably the most difficult thing. And it, and it's hard because you want to try a new wine or you want to buy a new wine because you've heard so many great reviews. But I just had someone on Saturday um, buy themselves a bottle of a red blend from um, Paso Robles, and they've said you know so many people have said this is great and i'm like it is great but i know the wines that you like to try and drink i don't think this is your style mm. and they said no i'll get a bottle it'll be fine and lo and behold they texted me later on that night they're like that is now going to be a bottle for cooking because you're right i did not like it so it's i would say always be able if you can have the opportunity to try a wine before mm -hmm you buy it. And it's not always easy. I mean, so you can do that to a degree at Cork and Glass, um, but it's 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 definitely, that's why coming to those educational tastings that we do on Wednesdays and Saturdays is a little bit easier so that if you want to try a wine or get a wine, that you're able to do that with um, some guidance um, or just, you know, reach out and saying, hey, do you think based on what I drink. And it's really hard, right? Not not everywhere you go has that up. You have that opportunity to to have that access to someone like myself who knows what you like to drink or your palate or your dislikes and likes about wine. Um, but I think that's probably the most difficult thing to say that what people do is, you know, buying a wine just based off what other people say. Yeah. Uh, it, tastes are different. Absolutely. It's just that simple. Um Let's uh, for those that don't know about Casanova, yes. Let's give them a little preview of why they need to like correct that problem in their yeah. lives. They, yeah, they, yeah. Need, <laughs> they need to know know Casanova and uh, talk about your menu and uh, 
What are your favorites? Yeah. I'm interested in that myself. Ooh, that's that's really difficult. Yeah. So why why eat at Casanova? Casanova is a service focused, family owned and operated uh, community restaurant, and uh, we deal with high quality, fresh ingredients. So I mean, I've talked about the farm. Mm-hmm. So even to this day in um, October, we have shishito peppers coming in, bell peppers. Uh, with last week's cold front, I don't know how much longer the the farm will continue on but as long as mother nature allows us we try and source as local as possible um for all of our um veal so we're very big into veal which Mm -hmm. uh, i know some people they may or may not like but that is part of italian cuisine and um we've gotten our veal from the same people in wisconsin since 1974 Mm. um so that has not changed uh our pasta is fresh and handmade so definitely the only thing that we don't have time for by doing all of those things is pizza. So that's the only thing that we don't do at Casanova. Um, but you can always reach out and I can tell you some great places to go eat on that. But so Casanova having that service focused um, and fresh ingredients and high quality ingredients, you're always going to get the best meal there. And it's okay to tell us, hey, I like extra garlic. Mm-hmm. Put extra garlic on there, mm-hmm. right? Because I... I love a lot of garlic, but that doesn't mean the general public always loves that much garlic. So we have a a good balance in all of our dishes. But if you know that you like a certain spice or you like it a little bit spicier or um, you want to maybe add in a little bit of oregano or or whatever, just let us know. And our kitchen staff can be more than happy to do that for you. And um, wow, newfound favorite or favorites. That's hard when you've eaten the whole food. Um, I love our escargot. Escargot is like one of my favorite things mm-hmm. that we do. Um, I'm, I'm going to always reference dipping bread into the sauces because that's always the best part. Oh. <laughs> Our garlic bread is very addicting. Oh, dear. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. But so, that bread exists to, to get the last bit of sauce. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, absolutely. Yeah. I, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so, and actually in Italian culture, that's called scarpetta. So you actually get that last little piece of bread and you get that last little bit of sauce. It's called a scarpetta. Mm. Um, so escargot. Uh, I from all year long, let's just say that's one thing we always have available. Um, but during the months now in the um, with the farm, uh, our fried zucchini sticks I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I make pesto um, that I learned how to make from my dad from mm-hmm. our basil from our farm. Mm. So that's a seasonal dish for us. Um, is because we grow our own basil for the restaurant, and um, you know I I'd like. We're a little bit not heavy handed on the pine nuts, but we use real pine nuts or we use pine nuts. I should say, um, not every Italian restaurant when they make their pesto uses that because pine nuts are not inexpensive. They're right. They're quite pricey, but I love our pesto. Uh, when we have that in season, um, I'm a sucker for anything veal. So on the menu, veal parm or veal frances. Um, my dad used to love the veal milanese with extra lemon. Um, that was one of his favorites. Uh, and then when we can get it, veal osabuco, mm-hmm. that's like yep. my one of my favorite things. And getting the bone marrow and then putting that on the the bread, super delicious. Um, but stuff that we always have, um, let's see, I'll do one in every category. Um, I'm a sucker for our Caesar. It's a real deal way made with anchovies, egg yolks, um, very traditional in style, but mm-hmm. very, very delicious. Mm. Um, and of course, the romaine lettuce is coming in from the farm right now um and then when we don't have the farm we do try and source as local as possible so within the southeast Mm -hmm. um we try not to go outside of our 
our little reign of our community here. Right. Um, but Georgia's doing a really great job. There's other farmers that, I mean, they do it on a bigger scale than we do, and they uh, we're very grateful to have them. So everyone that does the Georgia Grown, um, if you can, guys, everyone listening can support also that as well. I mean, keep the money here in our state, I think, is also very important as well because it, it's all a community, right? Yeah. I, I feel. Yeah, and for those that don't know, Georgia Grown is 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 about uh, Georgia based uh, agricultural products, correct? Right, and so the, the the state of Georgia has done a great job at yes. at highlighting uh, Georgia growers and their products, and so you that's pretty easy to find on the web. Yes, it is. Um, I think a quick Google search you'll be able to find a lot more information on what they do as an organization and um, all the people that attribute to that. Um, see pasta i love our lasagna mm-hmm. i'm a sucker for our lasagna uh tortellini is also great um but i probably ate that for like five lifetimes when i was a kid so i have to be in the mood to eat it um but I, that's what i used to eat as a kid all the time in our pink champagne sauce uh, which is like our version of vodka sauce um all the beef that we do that goes into the lasagna and um like our steak cuts are all georgia cattle mm. so everything is here local so, like I said, we try and do as much local as we can. Um, so you talked about veal, chicken. I would say chicken franchise. I love chicken franchise. That mm-hmm. lemon butter white wine sauce is just mm-hmm. something very, very delicious. Again, dipping yep. that bread in to get that last little bit of the sauce. <laughs> uh, and then seafood. Uh, I love linguine and clams in a white sauce. Um, I love shrimp. So, doing like a shrimp scampi. Mm-hmm. Again, I like to go heavy on the garlic. Uh, but... You know, our Zupita Pesh, which is a little bit of uh, everything from the ocean, that's a great option to do as well. Uh, also, our grouper comes in fresh from the Gulf almost every day. Uh, so that's something also that I would recommend to people. So we have some options. I know I couldn't pinpoint necessarily one specific thing, but it's really hard when you eat the food your entire life to say like one specific item. But those are those I think would be my like a uh, highlight set of everything that we do. Yeah, I it's like naming your favorite child, uh, right? They're all your favorite. They're all your favorites, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pepe Fandora is with us, folks. He's the owner of Cork and Glass and the co-owner of Casanova Italian Restaurant. We're here uh, celebrating uh, Pepe and his team um, for the award he just received for Restaurant Manager of the Year from the Georgia Restaurant Association. Pepe, again, congratulations Thank on you. that great award. And Thank to, you. And to your team. You you were uh, rightly gave them credit for helping you oh, yeah. uh, no, it's, receive it's, that award. And, it's a and, team uh, and family effort. Yeah. Uh, it's all in it together. It's kind of like a, if one of us wins, all of us win. Yeah, for sure. Well, I could keep going, but uh, I know you've got to go I got to go to the kitchen. Yeah, you got to go do some work. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but uh, for those that would like to know more information, would like to be in touch, tell them how they can find out more. Yeah, absolutely. So we're on uh, all social media outlets. You can go to Casanova or Cork and Glasses, Facebook page, Instagram page, Twitter. Um, Cork and Glasses more involved on TikTok. For those of you who are getting into the newer style of uh, social media, we are on there. Casanova is soon to come on there. Um, and then, of course, the very traditional way you can reach out to us, uh, table at com or wine at corkandglass.com for uh, more information. 
And the word's out on the restaurant. You better make reservations, particularly on the weekends. Right? I would definitely recommend that. The one thing that I will say is that we treat everyone like family and everyone is comfortable there. So sometimes uh, it may feel like we are not doing what we're supposed to be doing, but we're just trying to make sure that everyone has a great meal there. So Absolutely. have a little bit of patience or um, just reach out a little bit in advance and we can try and, of course, you know, accommodate as best we can. So. Yeah, what a great experience. Uh, um, highly recommended, folks, if you haven't been. Casa Nova Italian Restaurant and Cork and Glass in the Alpharetta area. Uh, Pepe Fundora, thank you so much for coming on the thank show. Thank you, sir. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, folks, just a quick uh, reminder for you, North Fulton Business Radio, we're now up over 550 episodes. We've gotten this far because you have supported us uh repeatedly and over the years, uh, six and a half years of this show. And you've supported us by sharing the show when you have found uh, a business leader like Pepe who does great work and that work deserves to be honored and celebrated and found. So if you've heard something here that makes you want to share the show, and I can't imagine you, you haven't today, um, if you want to, uh, what a great way to recommend the restaurant to others just by sharing the show. So please do that. If you would uh, help us celebrate Pepe and his team in that way, we would appreciate it. So for my guest, Pepe Fundora, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.